here's your host, Alex Garrett. Ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but you're here with us in New York City. Are you ready? Welcome inside Adapting with Alex Garrett. Oh, if the shoe is wearing. Let's adapt together right now. Well, we are all about to adapt to 2021, are we not? We're about to flip the calendar a whole entire year after it seemed like we were in many years this 2020. I'm Alex Garrett, Alex Garrett Podcasting. We're going to talk to Dr. Carol Lieberman in just a minute about the phenomenon that is the Karen world that we kind of uh, saw take over our social media feeds, right? But I want to start somewhere else first. And where's that somewhere else? It's right on this podcast. And I want to say heading into 2021, I actually did get cleaned up. I freshened up. I felt every other New Year's Eve, last few years, I've kind of been a bit mangy, if you will. So I said, let me shave and put on a tie. I feel better. And I think we can all embrace the time to be the new you, new me is now. Not when the clock turns 12, not when the ball drops and hopefully it drops to its full descent tonight. I'm just saying, um, let's work on being the new you, new me right now before we head into a very new year, new year. And out of a year that was dark, that was crazy. That was wild. A year that also I've been blessed to have the ability to podcast with you, take my frustrations out and channel them through podcasting growing my friendships with the podcast community like Mike Myers, Radio Hope, like Eddie, Delga- Eddie Delgado, Con- Caramel Conservative, Bob Huber, Gary Rasmussen, all of us in this community have really come together this podcasting season this whole year. And uh, thank you, the listener, for encouraging us all along the way. Thank you to Mike, Ed, Gary, Bob, all of you for accepting me into your community all year round, literally every day. And so, be the new you now. Let's not make it new year, new me. Let's make it same year, new me, heading into a new year. How about that? We'll be right back on Alex Garrett Podcasting. Hey, Dr. Lieberman, how are you? It's Alex Garrett. Uh, Thanks for doing this. I see you're locked into our studio, so I guess you've caught up to Joe Piscopo before, which is great. So I, I'm friends with Ryan, and I do my own podcasting on the side of the radio stuff I do. So I'm glad that we can make this work. Uh, you're, you might enjoy the theme I'm trying to go here, but we'll, we'll have a good conversation. As long as you're ready, I'm ready. All right. And welcome inside back to Alex Garrett Podcasting. And with me right now um, to close out 2020 is Dr. Carol Lieberman. Uh, she's known among my radio colleagues. And I said, why not get her on to my podcast? So Dr. Lieberman, thanks for joining me tonight. We are seeing so much hype. We are seeing so much hype about the whole, we're heading into 2021. So I guess my first question is, Obviously, it's warranted hype, but are there any side effects or are there any ways we can maintain that hype after we cross into 2021? Well, here's the thing. You know, I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed uh, in January, (laughs) unless they listen to what I'm going to tell you on the podcast. There there is some way to uh, avoid that. But why, why I say that, that people are going to be disappointed, is because a lot of people are thinking that it's the hype that you're talking about. Um, they're thinking that just the clock ticking past midnight, that magically everything in their life and the world will change. 
And that isn't going to happen. You know, of course, we all hope that 2021 is a better year. <laughs> and the bar is very low, so they don't have to worry. Um, but it's what we do. We have each person has to figure out what they, you know, didn't like in 2020. I mean, there was a lot. And what they can do something about um, and how they're going to do it. You know, not just make a list of lots of uh, resolutions that, you know, get tossed in the trash not long after January 1st, but to really think about this, to concentrate on the things they want to change and how they're going to do it. You know, a wish um, or a goal is just a wish. There's a, a, a proverb or a saying, a goal is just a wish unless you have a plan. And so people need to actually make plans, step-by-step plans for how they're going to turn things around. You know, I've got to ask you this. Is there, should I feel any guilt for actually finding that I've actually personally been restored because of the lockdown? I found a lot of time to do some, as they say, self-love or whatever you want to call it. But I found like time to really fix myself during this year. Is it a shame to be proud of that while we see death happening? I'm so conflicted with all that too. Like the gains (laughs) made in 2020, there were some for many people. Yes. Yes. I, um, you know, other than having this general sense of dread and sadness and so on for not just uh, not just uh, COVID, um, but also you know the election and so on, um, and and uh, all the riots and the looting and you know all and the statue toppling. I mean, it's been it's not just COVID that was bad this year, right? Um, but no, you should not feel. <laughs> uh, you have to get rid of that in 2021. No feeling guilty. Um, you can feel everybody who makes it, obviously, to uh, to 2021, need to feel um, proud of themselves that they survived, and they get extra credit if they helped other people survive by acts of kindness or you know calling them up and checking how they are and showing that they care and you know whatever they did to help other people survive, they get extra for that. I want to also thank Ryan McCormick, who actually is, is the reason why we're connected. So thanks, Ryan, and over there at that great uh, publicist firm. But you are America's psychiatrist. And something you've been tackling, which I'm kind of interested to talk about, because I'm, I'm calling this talking about Karen, the Karens with Dr. Carol. How do you like that alliteration? Um, you, are, you are tackling this. And I think the first thing to talk about is, Real Karens have actually been stigmatized because of this other meme going around. Yes, that is true. It is kind of unfortunate to be named Karen these days. Um, Of course, I think a lot of mothers are not going to be naming their kids Karen (laughs) in the future, at least in the near future, uh, because of this. There will be fewer Karens to, uh, you know, to be besmirched by what's been going on. Uh, but yes, there is a thing, a phenomenon, uh, where women, women who are bossy, women who uh, they say, you know, the, the line, line that people often use is, I want to speak to the um, There was a, an incident recently where, uh, that you probably know, um, with Soho Karen. Yep. I mean, these Karens not only have the name Karen, you know, when referring to them, but like there's a Central Park, that was the big one's beginning uh, trend of Karens, talking about tr- Karens. Um, 
and there's been San Francisco Karen. There, you know, there are them. So the latest one is Soho Karen, and um, her name has not been given out, or at least uh, you know, people know who she is. But um, but the police are trying to say that they're not going to give out her name until she, unless she's arrested. So her latest gambit was that um, she was in a hotel. Um, in and she apparently thought, or so she says, thought that her iPhone was stolen by a black boy, 14 years old, who unfortunately, whose name um, is Kayan Harold Jr. And unfortunately, she picked a guy whose father is famous. You know, if, if this was just, uh, if his father wasn't this probably this would never have gotten into the news, you know. It would just be another New York, <laughs> New York, uh, a, a day in the life of New York. But his father is an, uh, an a Grammy-winning jazz artist, Kay and Harold Sr. And um, so she was in the lobby of a hotel, and there is video on the Internet. Yep. It's, the video is really amazing. Because these two guys, the father and son, were pretty big guys, especially compared to her. Not that she was tiny, but, um, but you know, so, so the fact that she would tackle them, and then she tried to say, and she went on CNN and tried to, and I don't know how they um, disguised who she was, but in any case, she went on CNN and she complained that she was the one who was assaulted. And um, then after that, the NYPD chief put out the video and um, saw that, you know, she she's the one who started it. Right. Well, you know, it's uh, I'm going to follow that story a little closer, but I'm, I'm kind of curious why you decided to research this. I mean, obviously, it's on your mind, so you want to talk about it, but why? What is the importance to you um, to highlight this? What, 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 what's well, the reason? It's not, it's not actually my most important <laughs> doing uh, since the, I, well, I, I, you know, I, what I do uh, this has been my passion from before I went to medical school to become a psychiatrist, is to help people understand phenomena uh, going on in the world. And whether that is um, something having to do with COVID, you know, how to mentally uh, survive COVID and how to, or, or things, you know, certainly like in 2020, all these different things that I was mentioning, you know, people have been more stressed out than ever, men, more mental health issues. But I've been doing this for years and um, p- talking particularly about things in the headlines uh, that we're all affected by. You know, for example, in after 9-11, I decided to, I, since I'm born and bred, even though I live in California right now, um, I decided that I would become the terrorist therapist, mm. and I help people who, both people who were involved in terror attacks, you know, victims of terror attacks, um, or their families, of course, and also every, all of us, because we are, um, we're all, I mean, even though people aren't thinking about terrorism so much these days, because we're, you know, where COVID is taking more of the stage, but... Um, we are all living under the influence of uh, knowing that there are terrorists out there who want to kill us. And I do a, um, so I've written two books about terrorism. Um, my most recent one is called Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. So the podcast called it 
therapist show. And it, what's been kind of amazing is that even though um, we have less of a focus on terrorism these days because of all these other things that are distracting us, um, you know, certainly the terrorists have not given up. I can tell you that because when I do this weekly podcast, I do tons of research into what's the latest thing that's going on in terrorism. And they are not. They are Well, Iran, I think it's starting you know? up again. Are they not? Well, yes, Iran, of course, the biggest uh, sponsor of terrorism around the world. Um, you know, that, that's a dangerous situation, uh, especially, um, if, I mean, it would, will not be a good idea to get into the, um, a treaty with them again. That was a disaster. So it's, right. it's good that we got out of it, but they, are, they haven't gone away. They, um, you know, they're just, uh, they're just trying to build their arsenal more. Uh, but anyhow, so people, there are people actually who are um, who are very much uh, still aware, or, or at least I'm trying to help make people aware that 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 they need to uh, make themselves more resilient uh, because this, as I said, isn't going away. You know, Dr. Lieberman, and we're talking with America's psychiatrist, Dr. Carol Lieberman. I've got to ask you this then, since you have a clientele that has been involved with trying to cope with terrorist attacks, that's how I kind of am, am seeing that uh, your practice there going. When you see a story on Christmas Day, a bombing in Nashville, I mean, mm-hmm. that's got to hit your clientele pretty hard because it brings back memories, does it not? Yes, yes. Um, SD, it evokes memories. Um that was actually what my most recent terror therapist podcast was about, starting off with try how do we decide what this is, you know, at the very beginning um, of, uh, you know, right after the attack. Um, I did how do we decide whether this was a terrorist attack, the same kind of terrorist as in 9-11, or domestic terrorist, or was it just a man who had his own personal reasons for this? And I think... Um, you know, it's pretty, uh, from what we know so far, it certainly seems like it was just a man who had his own personal reasons for uh, for killing himself. You know, he was, in a sense, a suicide bomber, right. but um, he didn't want to kill people. He, You know, terrorists, um, ISIS-type terrorists, uh, try to make as much damage, as many people killed and as many people injured as possible. And he was trying to get people away from his RV to not get people killed. It's such a strange thing that happened there. You know, I just, it's like warped in, in many ways. But I'm glad that you're able to break that down for us. Um, you may object to this, but we have been talking about biological warfare and bio bioterrorism. I still right. feel like COVID kind of goes down that road. I don't, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong to say that, but it just has that sense to it. No, I don't think you're wrong. Um, uh, yes, I've been talking about that, too. Um, you know, we know, of course, that it came from China. And the thing, you know, they're trying to say that it wasn't, it wasn't their fault. They're trying to say it wasn't coming from their country altogether, but it didn't start in their country. Uh, they blamed Italy. They blame all kinds of countries and all. They blame and people, people, Americans, our friends, listen to them and they say, "Yeah, it came from Europe." I'm like, "You guys are being duped by China. What is wrong with you?" Yes, yes, yes. They've even been saying that it came from frozen food packaging. You know, packages that were sent to China from other countries. I mean, they're coming up with all kinds of excuses. And we are first. The one thing about COVID that is good, in a sense, is 
opened the eyes of the world to the danger of China. China has been good at kind of uh, fooling people into thinking that they don't like, you know, that it's that it's, it's they're not uh, radical Islamist terrorists. They're just, you know, they're our friends. That's what they've been what they've been trying to get everybody to think. But this opened the eyes of the world. And there is really, China is really, um, you know, I, I did a show a little over uh, radical Islamist. China wants to be the terrorist on the block, the new terrorist. Mm. Um, they're doing all kinds of things besides, yes, and could this be bioterrorism? I think it absolutely could have, could be. Um, and we were attacked because the president was attacked. That's how I see it. Like that proved we were attacked that's what the enemy wanted yes. and and unfortunately yes, they got it they had they did it they didn't succeed in killing them thank god but they did achieve something and people just laughed at it i couldn't believe that yes yes um i know well and you know they're doing things like they are the biggest collector in the world of um genetic material dna organ harvesting sucks been. What, what? Organ harvesting. I mean, that's all part of this whole well, collecting. Well, that too. Yes, that too. But the, the DNA, um, the idea is they are planning to uh, target bioterrorism to certain ethnic groups that they want to get rid of. So this, this is, there's really so much more there that COVID is like the tip of the iceberg. And yet, I think it kind of puts a lid on it once Biden gets in. That's what I'm scared of. Like, no one wants to explore this anymore after January 20th. Am I right on that impression? Well, yes, but I, I keep hoping there's going to be enough sanity. I do, too. I really hope there's sanity. <laughs> to, uh, to realize how badly this election, how fraudulent it was, how badly it was stolen. Because if we don't do something about it now... Every election is going to be like this. It's the end of America. Mm. Well, we are, we'll see. I see that they're going to have a big week next week. Of course, it starts in Georgia. And uh, I do want balance of power. I think we have to. I also think it was dumb for McConnell to not uh, put the 2,000 ahead just for now. But that's another day. Another story for another time. Uh, maybe you'd want to weigh in on politics, political psychology, because there's a whole episode there for sure. <laughs> well... I guess my next question would be is, how can we prevent next year from becoming the year of the Karen, which definitely 2020 did start to become there for a while? Well, you know, the, the different incidents with Karen, um, uh, you know, as I said, the, the, one of the most notable ones was the Karen of Central Park, Central Park Karen, where um, this woman had her dog off a leash in the bird watching area of Central Park. And a black man came, and he was bird watching, and he asked her to put her dog on a leash. And she uh, didn't want to do that, and she called 911, and she said, a black man is, you know, harassing me, and so on. But not all Karens, it's not racial for all the Karens. But, um, but you know, these are women, even though people, there's a lot of negativity towards them, um, these are people who really have uh, a lot of insecurity. And are only, you know, picking on people who they think that maybe other people will think they are better than, so that then people will come to their defense and will make it special. So, it, like the Karen from Central Park, it turned out that she had uh, she has a whole background of uh, problems. She had a she stalked 
wasn't, you know, she wanted to have this guy as her boyfriend. He didn't want a boyfriend, so she stalked him and she sued him and she did a whole bunch of things that really show <laughs> that she was mentally unbalanced. So, so um, I guess one thing we can take from that is that um, uh, it's very important for us to keep our mental health in balance for everybody, not just people named Karen. Um, and to uh, and, and that will help us not only psychologically but also physically, because the more the less we're under, uh, the healthier we feel psychologically, the better our immune system is, mm. and that will help us to protect ourselves against COVID. Dr. Lieberman, my next question would be then because I also feel like there's responsibility on the people who film all of these incidents. I just say. What that's happened now is when the camera's rolling, people are terrified for their life. And I think that's not the right way to go about it. It's just just because you're having an argument doesn't make you entitled to roll the camera. What happened to just working things out without anybody knowing? Or you know what I mean? I just it's it's there's an entitled thing now for people who feel like they can just whip out the camera and roll on someone and torture yeah. them while rolling on them. Yes, yes, I know. You're never safe if you you never know when someone's going to whip out their camera. I mean, of course, sometimes it's helpful, like if there's, you know, if someone gets attacked or, uh, I mean, I guess in some of these. But but in some of these cases of Karen's, um, pretty much pretty much all of them, I mean, the ones that I've mentioned, the Central Park Karen, the, the guy whipped out his camera, the one, the new one, the one in Poe, um, the father uh, took a video of it. I mean, you know, you kind of have to wonder. Uh, I mean, they get something out of this, too. Not that she should have attacked this boy, certainly. Uh, and then, yes, the, the, the punchline to that is that after the, they were tackling each other, uh, then an Uber driver comes in and he brings her phone. She left her phone in the Uber. Not it, The boy didn't huh. steal it. So, you know, meanwhile, they put all this video up. And, I mean, yeah, she was still attacking him. Sure, that's sure. Not cool. Well, and I don't mean those, but, that incident or the, even the one in Central Park, but I've seen other videos where women are, and even guys are screaming, don't roll on me because I didn't do anything. And that that's heartbreaking yes. to see. Yes, yes. Uh, I know. It's invasion of privacy, and it can have all kinds of negative effects. Uh, the woman in Central Park, I think, lost her job. Mm-hmm. And then the woman... Um, uh, there was there was a woman in San Francisco. She had a company. And, uh, because of that, she lost you know all the customers on her. Nobody wanted to buy her products, her website, and her husband lost his job. So yes, there can be real consequences. They just removed and a girl beyond. from the cheerleading team in Tennessee because yes. of. I mean, it's getting crazier out there, and it's it's. Yes, I read that. Um, because a, year, a couple of years before, now she used the N-word, of course that's not right, but she was a kid relatively, and and I think the punishment of not uh, kicking her out of the school was too much for what she Absolutely. did. Absolutely. Mean, she should have been reprimanded, maybe she should have, maybe even she should have been made to uh, miss a semester or a year or, or kicked off the cheerleading squad or something, but not to be kicked out of the whole school. But every, you know, people feel like they have to do these outrageous things to show that they are being politically correct. And this actually, because when I equate these cheerleading and then the football, these stories kind of intertwine, and we have the Washington football teams, Dwayne Haskins, 
be waived this week because of his behavior in Washington, yet everybody except his apologies, I feel like. They didn't, ex- you know, after he got released, I'm going to be a better man. People were like, good, we'll see if that happens. This girl apologized multiple times, even at the time, and she was still kicked out. That's just, that's just not cool. Um, right, right. I guess my bow on this is, do you actually have clients named Karen at this very moment that come to you about these kind of stories? I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't have a Karen currently. I'm sure over the years there's been a Karen or two. But but no, no no one has been uh, specifically saying, you know, that they have been impacted by this. But, you know, all Karens, um, I mean, not my patients necessarily, but I have heard um, you know, all Karens feel like this is not fair and why did they pick my name and all that. Right. Well, Dr. Lieberman, I'm, I'm so glad you spent some time. I know you got caseload after caseload, especially as we're heading into the new year. So thanks for taking some time to talk to Alex Garrett Podcasting and, and uh, our listeners tonight. You're very and I hope you stay safe during New Year's Eve. I don't know. I feel like everybody's going to throw house parties and the spread's going to continue. I pray not, but I just... I know people are going to be celebrating one way or the other because we're human nature. We don't stop that. So I hope we all stay safe tonight. Yes, you too. Thank you. I'm Alex Garrett. That is our final episode of 2020. Thank you for a great year. Thank you for getting us up and up in the plays. I mean, 20,000 and I'm heading to year seven, 20,000 overall in 2020. We'll see in 2021, as I've been saying all day.